0: What was the meal, Cullen? Can you, can it you was like this? truly a terrible hot dog and an Arnold Palmer that tasted like poison <laughs> uh, hot dog that and I an
1: ordered an Arnold... from an iPad. A Hot dog and an Arnold Palmer is such Listen, a chaotic
2: combination. Of were you things. dipping? Were you dipping the hot dog in the Arnold Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: It's, it's that Joey not Joey <laughs> yeah.
3: Chestnut. it wasn't a contest. I was just—it was recreational eating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to Can I Kick It. This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Emilio Diaz. Joining us today is
2: uh, Andy
4: Grimuga. Uh
3: Colin Ashley, Jesse Catherine Weber. And I'm Arno Deplechain. <laughs> no, uh, Thank you uh, we're so much. for being not expecting to introduce yourself. We're just
2: a little confused because we don't see I'm Chris
3: File. Normally... Hi.
2: Hi. Yes. Chris Files back. Hi, everybody.
1: Oh, Emilio dropped out. <laughs> no, Emilio is. Uh, I'm here. here. My, I think I you... accidentally laughed too hard and disconnected my camera, but I, I'm still here. Okay.
2: Great. <laughs> Classic. Great. Classic stuff. Um, but yes. Yeah. So this week, we are uh, finally. Pulling the ripcord on mm-hmm. uh, a project that has long been in the works. Yeah,
4: me. I mean it's it's the second of these rip cords that we've pulled yes. uh, from yeah. the 2019 Cannes Film Festival this month because, of course, That's we right. finally pulled the Little Joe ripcord two yeah. weeks ago. That's right. To um, very mixed reviews. Sure. Mixed negative, I feel like we
2: can classify them as four yeah. uh, <laughs> <'cause we're> to <laughs> one negative <laughs> to mixed. The, film.
1: the episode is great, and you should listen yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, great episode. Yes, yes. great episode.
2: Um, uh, I guess, well, so yeah, we're, we're talking about Iris Sacks' Frankie today. Yes! Uh, yeah. Okay. Which we're Five very excited Five minutes to about. let the audience cheer. Let's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, take that break. Right. <laughs> Frankie famously also played that 2019 can, and mm-hmm. uh, then didn't really get a... You know, uh, any kind yeah. of uh, reaction. Yeah. Um, Similarly,
4: <laughs> no one seemed to like it at the festival, and then no one saw it after the festival. Yeah. Uh, but then it also did not have the little feather in its cap of having
0: somehow won a prize anyway. Yes, that's right. The Yes, Little Joe, of course, won actress, and Frankie, and no but, one watched. Right. But then also, uh,
2: I believe the last time we had Chris on was as part of Denis Month. So true. Uh, uh, To talk about the uh, films, clergy all month long. That's right. And uh, we 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 have never done a, a, a an auteur month uh, ever again since then. Uh, but it has long been a bit of mine that we were going to do Sax Month as, as the uh, yeah. natural follow up. Listen, <laughs> all we, for it. We tried. <laughs> but... uh, we tried. There was certain resistance among certain co hosts. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But uh, you know, this was what we could make happen. Was finally talking Frankie yeah. uh, here in twenty twenty three. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, I guess we don't have news, right? Jesse, did you? you
4: No, we did. I just said, yeah, there's, uh, I did, there's a nut. so we, we talked about an interview with, uh, Julian Rail, who's the new general delegate for Directors Fortnite, because that is, continues to be a somewhat just like weird section of it's unclear looking at it what the new just like a uh, tone of that section is supposed to be and the you know the one further thing that I've gleaned from reading this interview uh, is that it, it looks like the thing that he was specific cause like the reason why it's so weird is that like he's like oh we're doing more movies from like first and second time directors and it's like okay, that's also what the other sections that can seem to be leaning towards. Right. The difference is that, that that he's managed to communicate is that it seems like they were specifically looking more at unsolicited submissions and like stuff that did not have any sort of sales attached to it, which makes more sense as at least like, okay, I can see how that's a unique sort of pitch of what this festival is now and like he continued to explain the uh what his stance on stuff that had been uh rejected from competition which is that like if there had been something that they really wanted that got rejected they would have taken it but they we're trying to move away from just being the landing spot for all those movies. So it, it continues yeah. to just be like, I, you know, there's movies in that section that I'm interested in. And some of them that are by famous directors, it would be interesting if a person just like went to Cannes and went, I'm going to see all of the directors, Fortnite mm-hmm. movies. I don't know if anyone will do that, but I I am curious to see just like what this, section looks like at the end of the month what the uh uh pulse on it is
0: yeah
4: but yeah i mean i think that's all i've got as far as uh can there i guess it will have started by the time this episode airs but uh we will have more on uh the can that is actually happening next week
0: Right. Boots on the ground. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we have boots on the ground. Yeah, we don't know that'll
4: air next week. <laughs> but now we can devote the entirety of our attention
0: to Frankie. Well, Andy, did you have some Iris Axe background for us?
2: Uh, a little bit. I did a little bit of research. <laughs> so he, uh, Iris Axe, born in Memphis, 1965. Wow. Um, it, You know, he lives in New York City currently. Uh, he has been married to his partner, uh, Boris Torres, who is an artist, uh, since 2012, uh, and they co-parent their twins with Kirsten Johnson, right. which is, <laughs> uh, very cool. We yep. and about that of course, yeah, I mean, they're and Ian, Dick Johnson, Dick is, Johnson is, is dead, dead. yeah. Yes. Um, that, that's like the basic biographical information. He's made a bunch of movies, uh, obviously, um, his, his premiere, uh, was in 1996. Uh, The Delta was a TIFF movie. Uh, which is about an eighteen-year-old discovering his bisexuality, um, uh, and then yeah, he's he's you know he's had a bunch of movies. He was his second movie was his first movie to play Sundance, which is just an important festival for him mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Uh, Forty Shades of Blue, um, and then uh, his next movie, Married Life, was back at TIFF and also at NIFF. Um, and then since and then, 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 yeah, everything started...
4: after that except for Frankie right. was. Sundance premiere, but then also
0: Berlin.
2: Yes, usually Panorama in Berlin.
4: Yeah. Um.
0: Um. Uh, which has uh, anyone seen Married Life? Yes. What's the What's the vibe on Married Life? Because I <sighs> didn't really know that it existed. It does seem and, like an outlier uh, in his filmography. Yeah. for Sure. <laughs> yes. And
3: I would probably say it's the outlier, not qualitatively, sure. but it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a much- true story,
2: right, or whatever. Like it's like a
3: historical. Thing sort of like It's it's been it's a period yeah. movie. Yeah. It's I I mean I was struck I haven't seen it in a few years, sure, but sure, I was yes. actually struck by it in that it is, you know, a movie that no one talks about. It has a really tremendous uh Chris Cooper performance, which will yes. surprise no one because yeah. it's Chris Cooper. Sure. Um and You know, it's just, you can understand why nobody talks about it, but, like, it's all uniformly good, I thought. I mean, like, I understand why people would not, why people would just be like, oh, hum about it. You know, it's not the most exciting movie in his filmography. It definitely is going for, at the same time as, like, in It's That Iris Sax, and it's about Mm -hmm. minutiae that maybe only he cares about. Yeah. But it also feels somewhat most like his most conventional, at least aesthetically, it looks mm-hmm. most like a movie you might see by another filmmaker. Yeah. Um, On Letterboxd, s- it's got a, a very generic
0: poster <laughs> of just like, here's four actors' heads, and it's like, here's mm-hmm. Brosnan, Chris Cooper, Patricia Clarkson, and Rachel McAdams. Right. And yeah. We were just like, how is this a movie <laughs> that I've never heard of? Like, I've... Jesse was saying, it's like, I've looked at Iris X's IMDb so many times, have I always <laughs> yeah. scrolled past this somehow. Yeah.
3: Because it came out in 2006, yeah. it's and like, there's a million movies sure. that came out in yeah. 2006 mm-hmm. that looked like, th- like right. that were promoted exactly mm-hmm. like right.
0: that. And for years, if you would have told me that Keep the Lights On was his first
3: movie, I'd be like, sure, <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. That's when everyone started talking about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I think, yeah. It's the it's the most one of these things is not like the other of all his filmography. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And then I will also say his second feature, Forty Shades of Blue, did also it won the grand jury prize at Sundance. Right. Um, So that was uh, uh, a a big moment. But uh, but yeah, since then, he's like the run he's been on. I feel like, well, you know, until he got to the the two picture run or the two or three picture run. uh, Keep the Lights On was big at the Spirit Awards,
3: right? I think so. Yeah, uh, he's generally right. big they like him, sure. they yeah. Like yeah. him a lot. You. Yeah, for sure. If for he me. has a random Best Picture nomination or director nomination, <laughs> mm-hmm. he just he does well there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: um, but then, yeah, Love Is Strange was like a real breakout. I feel like that one. Yeah. like people were really talking yeah. about that movie. It, you know, uh, they Lithgow and Molina were really really buzzed for that movie. Yeah. Um marissa tomei uh, i think we feel like people were talking about that uh that yeah. one that was one was the first one that i was aware of and like at the time i think i didn't see it in theaters but i did make a point of like i feel like that was a classic like when it was the 99 cent rental of the week on itunes i rented it <laughs> sure. watched it like sure. i yeah. was like oh yeah people keep talking about this movie i should check it out like that sort of thing um and then I feel like people also did like Little Men a lot. Although Little Men definitely,
4: little it was well liked, but it did feel like there was like some momentum that got built with Love Is Strange that like stalled a little bit. Of like, it wasn't quite as universally liked. It didn't sort of make it to like it wasn't in the sort of like best of the year conversations in the way that Love Is Strange was. I feel like.
3: Yeah. It was a. I think it was a magnolia release. That sounds it Was, yes. of, right. it was that level? Yeah, of that might be part too, of it. That, it, like, it might have partially
4: right. just been like "Love is Strange" had so many pictures, classics, and then I think Little Men didn't. Yeah, right, did right. Not, so maybe? it's like it yeah. just
3: didn't reach as many people because yeah. it's not as in as many theaters. Yeah, yeah.
4: And then I think Frankie gets announced. Oh, this one's going to be at in competition it can it's like oh, okay right. this one's gonna be the breakout right and then yeah. it starts the like, right, yeah Huppert. it's
0: like Isabel, oh this cool cast yeah great cast uh
4: tomei and kinnear back from yeah. previous films and then yeah who pair and gleason Leblancen. and jeremy renyer
0: pascal gregory carlotta uh coda from uh Oh, Diaries yeah. and uh, I, other thought I, I thought I recognized him, yeah, from a few also, gosh, uh, films, I think. Know, yeah, and uh, Diamantino. Right. Uh, More
3: kids after he had done exactly. so That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. great
0: perform- kids' performances in his previous mm-hmm. two movies. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, should we talk about what Iris Sacks we've seen a little bit? I've only seen the 2010s ones, and, or, and that's it. I haven't seen Passages yet.
4: Um, I, yeah i've just seen the two from before frankie and then now frankie
2: yeah Previ- previous to this i had seen love is strange as i mentioned and then mm-hmm. i watched frankie and then rolled into a love is strange rewatch and then i did watch <laughs> little men today also so i've now seen three yeah um because they're all like 80 minutes or two, yeah i mean he keeps before short the credits sure, like it's yeah. like easy to throw on um and i find them very absorbing
1: Anybody? Emilio? I've only seen Frankie. That's crazy. <laughs> 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 what, a, uh, what a way to be introduced to the wonderful world. Yeah. And then so, Chris, have uh, Chris, uh, I've I seen it a world, world. It's it's Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The
3: Delta for a very, very long time uh, was hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Criterion Channel got it for a brief time. I don't think it's still there. Sure. yeah um, And that's how I got to Mm -hmm. see that. Um, Sure, yeah. So I think the Delta is the last blind spot that I had in his (laughs) filmography. Sure. Can Can we.
4: Do we all just agree that the canned people were wrong? Uh,
0: About not liking Frankie? About Frankie, yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I... I. I, I think the movie oh is Oh my good. god! I, I thought right I was right gonna now, be fat. the one coming on here to defend this movie. <laughs> no. if, if y'all are no, saying you like this movie, i so had, happy.
4: None of us had seen it. We really didn't yeah. know. We we were just like, oh, who likes Frankie so that there's at least one person... This guy, to, yeah, right here, so yeah. there's at least one person to cheerlead it. But yeah, no, this is... It's I not gonna it be good. the little
0: Joe dynamic where um, I was I know, that person for that movie. Um, there was a moment where I was like, those fucking blue check Disney adults that can't, don't know a good movie. And like, go, like really riled up. And then uh, the movie sort of chilled out and was just normal. And
2: I was like, yeah, this is fine. It's Frankie. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I think it's really nice uh, and lovely. I think there's like one or two performances that don't really work for me. But like the rest of it, I think is like, just like great performances of, of, like, interesting dynamics and, like, interesting thematic material. I think it's just, like... It's just all really solid. It's, like, what you want out of a movie for me. It's, like, really just solid
0: stuff. (laughs) Emilio, I know you were sort of on the uh, less into it side. What did you think?
1: It's all right.
0: Did you have any expectations for your first (laughs) Irish? I guess that is
1: more what I wanted to get into with Chris, is that I guess, like, having only watched Frankie, I guess I have no idea what his deal is and I even have it like before going into the movie I had no idea what his deal is and after watching the movie I still have no idea what his deal is so
3: if I'm telling you to watch one of his movies to figure out what his deal is I would maybe say like four other ones before I would say yeah and like not to to offer the counterpoint because Emilio if you're like it's okay that's better than what everyone said it can Um, yeah the counterpoint to this, that, I, like, if I can offer it not to, like, me thinking I'm the fan of this movie <laughs> saying the negative side, I do think it is an epic mistake to put this movie in competition at Cannes because yeah. it is so not suited for it. It sure. is Like, it is setting the movie up for failure because, especially, I think, at the point that it's in in Sachs's career... Mm-hmm. You know, it only positions it to be this like a rival for him. And it's, uh, it's, this movie is a downshift, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, so it's just like the way that it was positioned of it, you know, the movie was never going to. And then by the time after that reception happened, because Sony Classics already had it, they Mm kind of dumped it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you
4: think people are gonna see this movie, you don't put it out in September. I see what the instinct to put this in Cannes competition is, because I, I don't think it's tremendously different from his other movies. But the thing that doing it in France is, it's it is just like, oh yeah, he's just making a you know whatever like Romare or like Mia Hansen Love type movie. Yeah, yeah. and so you can see why they would do that, but also. Mia Hansen Love's only been in competition at Cannes once, and that I guess after this, and that yes. didn't really go well either. Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, with was, Bergman
4: Island, and so yeah, I it mean, is. What? I mean, you know, like I, I, I assume summer hours, which is also in the same kind of. Not all of Asias movies are as, as much in that mode, but that one kind of is, and that I assume did well there. Uh, but yeah, it it was probably not the place. Yeah, but like, I don't think this movie would have done great at Sundance either. It would have been no. tough.
0: Yeah, this is a perfect Berlin drop. It
1: is, but he's never premiered uh, a the, movie at Berlin. One of the them did Panorama at Berlin.
4: Right, they've but, all been but, at Berlin, but yeah. they all played Sundance first. Um, so I don't, and like Berlin also was not quite what it is now in 2019 because sure. Chatreon didn't start until 2021 and i feel like in the late 2010s especially when an american movie showed up in competition at berlin it was like "Ooh, they're just like uh, grabbing whatever movie that's in english that they can so that people will come to the festival and sure. cover it so like there wasn't like, probably director's fortnight might have just been the place for this movie to premiere. Sure.
0: But I don't know. He, You know, that's not something he'd ever done either, so... Right. Um, do we want to explain a little bit for people who might not have seen Frankie what it is sure. about? It I'll stu- take it. Sure. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's about an actress named Frankie who mm-hmm. uh, invites all of her family and a friend uh her family which is like her husband, her ex-husband, her husband's daughter, her husband and daughter and then there's also uh her uh Isabel Hooper who's Frankie's son mm-hmm. yeah. and her friend Marissa Tomei, and Mercatome's uh boyfriend Breckin' ear. Yeah, he just shows up uninvited. Yeah, to talk about Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah. A world where 2019 George Lucas is still making Star Wars. I almost am <laughs> just. He like, does, like, yeah, five he does stars. say George Lucas has been very good yes. to me. I point. was like, holy <laughs> One of my favorite Upper <laughs> no, really acting
3: tiny. beats ever is when he's talking to her about Star Wars and she's just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you just see her fully glazed over. It's, it's um, spectacular. Yeah. But yeah, she invites
0: all these people up to. Like a resorty sort of in the mountains of Portugal, um, because she, as the movie plays out, it's you know it's all one day, right? And, and it's really mean, like
2: a series of reveals, sort of. It is like it is, mm-hmm. but I
0: mean, sort of. I don't but know like, if they're very, but like not successful like shocking. Reveals. Or whatever, sure, like, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, it just reveals that she is sick or has been sick before with the. Uh, cancer and now it's back and she yeah people are worried that she's gonna die Uh, she Um, i
4: feel like she has been told that she's sure yeah she expects to die by the end
0: of the year um but yeah and then they're all just hanging out around this uh area in portugal for a day right (laughs) running into each other Mm -hmm. and having conversations Mm
2: -hmm. managing their relationships um contemplating things uh, Meeting around a fountain. That's right. Going to the mm-hmm. fountain, yes. Yep. Uh, right. Learning a, about. A, a the, potentially uh... magical fountain. Yes. Um, yes. The healing properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, so I want to talk. Well, I want to talk about um, Greg Kinnear. Let's talk <laughs> sure. about Greg uh-huh. I'm really excited <laughs> to talk about Greg Kinnear. Yeah. I,
4: feel I like... mean, it's, it, watching the opening credits, I certainly was like. It, is, it must have been crazy to be sitting at Cannes and see... And Greg Kinnear. That's right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Did he you know, fly was out? She...
2: Was he there? He must have. Probably.
4: Right? Uh, I would think I so. don't
3: know if he was... I mean, I very distinctly remember Uper on the red sure, carpet. Sure, I don't yes. remember... I don't know if Marissa Tomei, Tomei was yeah. there or Interesting. Or right. Um,
4: I'll, I'll look up the Frankie for Sure, yeah. Everyone right. else can keep on... So
2: it about. is... Like, it's, it is very funny... That it ultimately is the classic G- Greg Kinnear role. Yes. Where he oh, is yeah. the boyfriend who isn't quite right um, and yeah. is, like wants things to go to the next step. And, and Mercer Tomei is like, Well, I don't think I want that. And then he's like, That's cool. And like, heads out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just real. Like, it's really funny that Iris Axe, like, just d- did the classic Greg Kinnear rom com character in the middle of his yeah. Iris Axe movie. Um, but I do think he's like, really terrific in it i think he's like really like like the way that he relates with tomei the the scene where he is like pitching huper on his directorial debut movie about an opera singer i think is really good and really funny yeah uh the way huper is like trying not to like make any promises to him is really funny um uh yeah and like you know i i did end up watching little men today Uh, which I hadn't seen. And I do, like, he's also really good. Like, it's interesting Mm -hmm. because, like, Greg Kinnear is not really an actor that we tend to think of or take very seriously, I feel like, these days. Like, he had, like, a little bit of a a time where he was that, but it's not really here anymore. And I feel like it's interesting that, like, this, that someone who was, like, so primed to be such, like, a mainstream actor... Uh, in, like, things like rom-coms and stuff, has sort of fallen into this relationship with Iris Axe and is, like, collaborating with him on multiple movies and, like, playing off his, his, like, big studio movie persona in these Mm -hmm. indie movies. I think it's a really interesting move.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's, like, good at doing that in the studio movies, too. Like, I remember seeing Anchorman 2 and being like, wow, Greg Kinnear's really good in that. (laughs) (laughs) Doing exactly that thing of he's uh, Christina Applegate's new husband. Uh. Right. And yeah, the y- you are correct, Chris. That like other than who the famous people, most the I guess the Americans didn't show up and Gleason didn't show up, so it it, it was mostly the French people there. Uh, you know, yeah. which is interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Kinnear's solid. It's funny they uh, we 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 mentioned the Star Wars thing that he's like the cinematographer for the new Star Wars movie. Second unit, uh, second unit. he's Greg oh, Fraser. Second unit, right? Yeah, <laughs> and um, and yeah, his his big breakout is going to be this uh, the movie about the opera singer who lost her voice. Right, <laughs> and he's like, you don't know, you don't, you don't know how to sing. It'll it'll work out great. Um, and then I I do love the button of uh, after Tomei, like sort of rejects the proposal. Uh, and she's like, "But I will work on your movie." And he's like, "Actually, I don't think I want you there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's maybe not a great idea. She's yeah, like, yeah, um, you're probably right.
2: She's also uh, introduced yeah. by uh, the fun name drop with her is that she worked on a Noah Bomb box. Yes, movie. that's where. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's where fun she fun met there. Frankie. She yeah. Hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which
4: is because like. Noah Baumbach, has Noah Bombach ever like worked with like a big European actor? I don't no. feel well, I mean, like that's happened.
3: Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, yeah. I feel but like there's... I've blocked out enough of white noise from my mind sure. that it's possible. I I, even... I, yeah, you count Jodie Turner Smith, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> right? Emma, Emma Thompson is in British. Oh, oh, British. oh yeah, Emma sure.
0: She's in yes, yes,
4: that might be the closest. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I look, it'd be great. I, I'd love to see a uh, sure, you know. uh, Huppert-Bombach yeah. collab.
3: Absolutely. The, yeah. She needs to pull a Sigourney Weaver and she needs to play sure, herself right. in a Bombach. Sure, yes, sure. that'd be yeah. Great, yeah.
2: Um And it is... You know, what the movie does drop about Pair's career is fascinating. You know, Besides the fact that she was in an Obama movie, the main credit we get with from her is when she is recognized by some... Some people who live there when she sort of has wandered off Mm -hmm. for her work in the Vatican files where she, which seems to be like a trashy television show where she played a nun of some sort. Um, And there, yeah, there's a great scene where she like is just at this woman's like, 72nd birthday party or whatever And they keep like being like It's so special you're here <laughs> And she just is like feeling terrible And is like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kid just has this yeah. smile on her face the whole time That is like she's like I need to Figure out how to leave this situation As gracefully as possible um, It's great
0: Yeah I think um, As far as acting goes I uh, thought everyone was good But didn't really think anyone stuck out and that's sort of my read, I guess, on the whole movie, is that it is it is very much just like, yeah, this is good. And nothing really jumped out to me as great like uh, other sex movies. I feel like, you know, Love is Strange uh, has those great performances. And like you in Little Men, you have like Mar- uh, Michael Barbieri where it's just like this dynamite discovery <laughs> of a performance. And sure. you feel like, you know, an electricity to that. And here it is just like, reliable actors doing solid work and there's like a a missing bit of excitement i think uh for most of it uh with the exception of how it looks which i think is insanely gorgeous and like i am just a sucker to where if you point a camera out in like foggy jungle and like a beach uh i'll just be like yeah great job this is this is great looking and he does it and he does it well that huge the sunset shot at the end is just like Tremendous. Oh, yeah, that's great. I, I don't know if I agree. I feel like
4: Tomei is kind of popping for me, and then sure. Gleason and Hooper are both sort of popping by refusing to pop. Sure.
3: I really like... I love the, Brendan yeah, Gleason. Yeah. I really I like... like both uh, of he's
4: very funny How he
0: how sad he is. It, yeah. 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 It's really good.
3: Uh, He's the saddest teddy bear that ever Yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly, yeah. I think Tamei is incredible. I mean, yeah. I kind of think she's the quintessential sax performer in that, like, mm-hmm. she can get, like, the sh- sudden shifts of tone mm-hmm. without, like, uh, totally capsizing the boat yeah. in this movie. I think she's incredibly funny uh, playing the full drama of a scene and not necessarily reaching for the laugh um, ever, but, like, she makes me laugh out loud in this movie. Yeah. I'd I never really like Jeremy Renier. Sure. Ever. Yeah. He's the sticky have woman a, in this movie. For I don't me, have I a strong opinion. He's
4: fun in that Ozone movie. Okay. Double Lover. Yeah. yeah. Where he's playing <laughs> twin uh, therapists. Right. But that you know, that's
3: a pretty <laughs> just silly the idea movie. <laughs> that there's an Ozon movie called Double Lover, and it doesn't yeah. star like I don't know Tim Meadows. Or <laughs> <laughs> Tim, yeah, like... yeah.
0: But yeah, he, um, he plays
2: her son, right? Who yes, son. Yes, Um Who? I mean, he like his whole thing, like he's like moving to New York. She wants him Mm -hmm. to form a deeper connection with Tomei, and so she right. She's trying to set them up, and it it sounds like
4: she's tried to set him up with several women before, and it has not worked. Well, and and, this is her last ditch, and one more time. He's
2: like a successful business guy, right? Like, is sort of like he, she, she seems to want him to want something more in the creative field that she. Is in, but he like, and he just sort of like, is not really interested in that. Is is is? I think what what, the thrust of that is, and yeah, that was the sort of thing where I I didn't quite. What was his like? He has a big monologue towards the end that I can't even remember, but I remember thinking like, oh, this is well, really he he talks, uh, he talks he's to, to
1: Tomei. Tomei. He's telling the story right, of, yeah. about, um, right right right, and she yeah yeah being into his and it, then being like, his like stepsister yeah oh. Uh, Right, being a a Gleason's
0: daughter, right? Yes, that's right. Um, right.
4: And then, and then he's like, "I think my mom wants me to marry you." That's not going to happen, right? I I (laughs) like like
1: in in the movie full of scenes where yeah, that's a good scene. All right, that's that's one of the like three scenes where I can pick out in my mind and be like, you know what, I like that dynamic. There's like something there that I enjoy.
4: Sure. I mean, um. I really like the Kinnear Huppert scene. That is... I mean, that's sure. kind of the whole thing with the Hooper character, is that most of her scenes are just her being like, oh my god, I'm so glad I'm gonna die so I don't <laughs> actually have to deal with this. And that's just the peak of that. Of him being like, and uh, this movie would be so good for you. And she's just like, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Yeah, yeah maybe, we'll see! <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Uh...
1: Sure. I don't um, know. I Kinnear, The whole Kinnear thing did really did nothing for me, I gotta say. Like, if I'm picking out the three scenes that I <laughs> liked, basically, it's that uh, Jeremy Renier scene. I think the last scene that uh, Gleason and Tomei have together when they're having that sort of conversation. Yeah, with Yeah with well, the scarf. scarf is very, yeah. that's yes, very that's good. really good. Yeah. And I think, the, the, the I do on think the like that that kid from think from like that scene basically to yeah. the end. I, it's a movie I sort of like warmed up to by the end and I sort of got I guess like in contrast to the rest of you I fi- I found the sort of like they're kind of actors they're sort of like film industry people thing really annoying and I, in a way that i often do with like european e french movies where i'm just like this just feels it like very is, lazy yeah. and non-specific and just like you just need these people to sure. have an occupation and you just didn't want to really stretch outside right. of Whatever you do, sure.
4: It's a little bit, a little bit nonfiction. I didn't think yeah. about well. Non-fiction. I mean, with the Star Wars connection as well, <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> it's um, it's like, non- obviously,
1: I'm the hater here on nonfiction, so it's crazy. A great that movie, we all agree. <laughs> but at least with nonfiction, the Star Wars thing, it's at least like they're telling a specific story about a specific instance. Well, and sure. Here, yeah. it's like Star Wars is used just like. I googled the big movie, and this is the thing that came up. Right? Yeah, he's working I mean, obviously on
2: a commercial project. <laughs> like,
1: well, I mean, the I don't know, like.
4: I, I feel like we can give enough credit to Iris Sachs to be like he is intentionally being incorrect about what Star Wars is and who sure. makes Star Wars in the I, 2010s. I
1: mean, even like credit or not, it just feels, it just felt like non specific to me. And it's just like, so. it just felt like more representative of a thing more than like any interest in what the specific thing is to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I do think like the movie works on this way where i think as andy mentioned it sort of slowly kind of reveals what all the dynamics are at play and by the time it revealed everything i sort of enjoyed it more because then i can more get like the sort of things that these people are bristling against each other and like the Mm -hmm. dynamics right whereas where you're more unclear i'm just like i don't know if there's anything specific in these people that i'm like that interested about like versus what their dynamics are with each other but there's just good stuff in it. Yeah. I like in my like my read is just like it's a movie about vacation, which is like sort of an interesting thing sure. movie so I mean, to yeah, make <laughs> about it's the last day of vacation. <laughs> where it's just like, well, some people go on vacation as like this proof of uh, just like almost this proof of just like it's like these the contrasting ways of going on vacation where for some people it's just like, Oh, I'll follow this person to the end of the earth, we'll have a good time together wherever we are and for other people are just like, Well, I wanna see what's out there and see like where where my freedoms lie and how much i can stretch my persona up to which is good sure like
4: there's there's the like sort of performatively relaxing vacation which is inevitably going to be the least relaxing vacation Yeah, and it's like for
1: some people just like a lot of the characters it's just like i don't want to be tied down right now like that is like a very good part of the of the Tomei scene with Gleason at the end, which is a thing I thought of before they got to it, where she was like, if he had asked, if Kinnear had asked me to marry in New York, I probably would have said yes, but we're on vacation and we're here. So I said no. Yeah. And it's just like how their environment right. is affecting mm-hmm. their dynamic. I think it's like explored in a very interesting mm-hmm. way. Yeah.
3: Which yeah. is like such an Ira Sachs thing too yeah. mm-hmm. that it's like you know the movies are very very or the drama of each of his movies are very, very influenced by where they take place. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the um the scene that stuck out to me the most mm-hmm. um and I think uh, so the the this all the section or segments uh with Gleason's daughter and the drama of like, her sort of drip husband that she doesn't like, right. who, like, is too focused on his diet or whatever, uh, which that guy is maybe my favorite performance. He's really funny. He's <laughs> um, yeah. a good character. And, yeah. yes, uh, just, like, the sort of bozo. who's like, I can't drink milk. Right. Um, yeah, I was,
4: like, just looking it up, and it's like he's in the dark night, and he's sure. just been around.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um. And then that she is trying to, like, get away from the husband and find an apartment just for her and her daughter. Um, and the stuff with the daughter, like being out, like with the other, the kid from Portugal, um, Mm -hmm. there's that great scene where she's just like walking on the beach and he like comes out of the water and then he just hands her the boogie board and then she goes out to the water. It's like end of scene. Perfect. I think the sort of thing that I love about, uh, a movie like, uh, love is strange the end uh where they're playing this you know um Chopin piece as it's like the kid and his girlfriend just riding their bikes around New York as like the sun setting is just the perfect thing and he does it so well here in multiple multiple times
4: oh yeah I mean speaking of the uh of uh of music I I think the scene with uh where Hooper is playing the piano Yeah. yeah uh Gleason walks in is really, really wonderful.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Um, right a scene that their
3: sex with... scene is fantastic. Uh, uh, oh yes. Yeah, leave that's, it that's to Iris' sex to That's also yeah, make a good yes, sex. scene. Agreed,
2: That's also a really know, great scene. You yeah, do think which uh, uh, is right? before be need to get it. a hug from Brendan Gleason. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that scene's really good. I, and like, I do like, I do the thing about the ending. Like that, I re- lo- really loved was realizing like especially like in the very very ending like it sort of it keeps cutting up levels right like where people are watching right. other people and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff Yes, and then mm-hmm. it goes to the scene where they all sort of walk to this place where who like the thing who pair what really wanted to do was to just like go to this one spot on the cliff and everyone and, like and you realize like oh the, these people are now finally all occupying the same space together at the same time mm-hmm. and like the, it's been all these like little interesting like pairing offs up until that yes. point and yeah like, great it's just a long shot you don't hear anything you just see them all like enjoying the vista uh as the sun sets or whatever up at this up at the, at the top of this hill and like it and there's nice music playing and all that sort of stuff but it, it really does like you 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 feel sort of the weight of this moment for them uh and i think uh, like and it's just like a really profound sort of sort of sort of place to leave leave things
3: yeah, it well, is. Well, and the whole movie builds up to it too, because mm-hmm. it's not just that they're all sharing a physical space, but they're all kind of sharing the same right. vibe, for yes. lack of a yes. better word. They're all on the same playing field, because like the movie is these. Con- there's very few scenes where people are on the same level yeah, right. in a scene. Mm-hmm. In like two pe- a lot of the scenes in the movie are two people sharing a scene, and it's like when people are on the same level, it's like Gleason and Uper, Uper and Tome. Uh, the secret coming out of the step siblings that fucked yeah. and you know or it's like you know it's all scenes of like Uper and Greg Kinnear having two different uh, temporal mm-hmm. experiences yes. yeah. talking at each other or talking yeah. around each other and in this moment it's not just that they're sharing a physical space but that they are all sharing in some type of harmony uh, together in a way that I also find very moving yeah. yeah, it is
4: just like every sort of like little touch in it just really worked for me. Like, the, there's, I think both Hupei and Tomei get scenes where they're just like walking through mist in the woods with yeah. music playing. It's just like, this looks so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the fog stuff is so gorgeous. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, th- I don't wish it would have happened. But there's a little bit, a little part of me when I'm watching that scene where Tomei and Gleason are talking to each other and he gives her the scarf and the shot is just Frankie against like the sky and it's zooming and I'm like, she should jump. It would be so crazy. Uh, I was like, there's no way that it happens and it shouldn't. But there's a little bit where I'm just like,
4: come on, Frankie can jump. Certainly, I uh, yeah I mean it would be funny for Iris Axe to become a completely different filmmaker <laughs> yeah. for like 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, I mean I think uh the, you, you mentioned the uh, uh Jesse just them sort of walking around as the music was playing. Mm-hmm. There's bits of soundtrack that I didn't uh recognize all that well, but the score I think is pretty bland uh, whereas usually I, don't I think, think he uses so. music so well and it felt like a little Netflixy just sort of like generic I no I mean the spa I, I music. was
4: I mean I wasn't necessarily clear on what was score versus what was uh, uh you know just other music but no I you know sure. it I don't think I knew until I looked it up afterwards that one of the tindersticks sticks guys has done sure. a number of his movies and it you can tell it's only one of them, maybe. Yes. But I like it still. Yeah. It's the, you know, the more normal one, I guess. Sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the quirky stick is. Right. Not, I mean, he, didn't touch he, it. yeah, he did,
4: he only, I think they had broken up maybe for a little bit. And so he's the one who did Friday Night, but the rest of Denise's movies are uh, the two of them.
0: Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I think um, a good one for you to watch next Amelia, Emilio would be Love is Strange. That's yeah, probably that's the one. the best one, I think.
3: I do love Little Men Little just great. as
0: much. Yeah. And um, Little Men,
4: you could, I could see you really responding to that movie.
0: And also, maybe Passage is the move. We, uh, how's Passage? Passage is
3: fucking rules, you guys. And we're all like, excited, I think. Yeah. We all love Rogowski. I, I okay. Uh, If you love Rogowski, you're about to see Rogowski's best performance yet. Wow. I mean, has anybody else uh, on this call seen The Delta? No. 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 It does feel like another gear shift for Iris Axe because it's like, don't go in expecting Love is Strange because uh, sure. it's a lot harsher movie mm. than that. It's closer to the Delta where it's like, the protagonist is a real fucking piece of work. Yeah. It, um, it's It's you know, where Iris Sachs movies feel kind of like microcosms, right? Where even if there's a central figure, there's this whole ecosystem right, happening yeah. in this movie that we're watching and, you know, we're uh, examining all of it. It's more of a direct character study. Like, it is hmm. pretty much just those three characters, sure. but uh, with, like, uh, Franz Rogowski being a full, uh, you know, asshole chaos agent. But <laughs> deeply fascinating um uh just the type of uh 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 unlovable character study that like is my bread and butter that just makes me so happy to see it scratched an itch in that way that Uh i haven't had scratched in a long time passages fucking rules
0: very exciting it is a movie Um, release
4: yeah it's coming out soon right it's august
0: i think august sure
3: we love the good people at movie, yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah yeah they're I guess they're in I mean they they have their movies that people see, and I assume this will be one of them they certainly yeah. like I wish people were seeing the five devils that is on movie now, and no one has watched another exarpolis movie that movie is so good, I think, and
3: no I'll, one I love Adele um she uh she i think has you know the least to do mm-hmm. of the three in passages but um yeah i, I i'm happy to see her yeah. showing up a lot lately
0: and it's i mean definitely like with the backing of movie and just like mm-hmm. the standing of it all <laughs> i feel like there's no way that this won't be right with flashier than frankie like like, well, um, Than frankie like, certainly i yeah. just like as his bounce back from that sort mm-hmm. of right Hasn't done. Anything. I mean,
3: and they're they're clearly uh, a good home for you know movies that I think even some of the more daring uh, distributors yeah. right now would have probably pushed to have the sex scenes in this movie cut down. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the one that a lot of people are going to be talking about, sure. where we see mm-hmm. a lot of Ben Wishaw. Uh-huh. Um, it's 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 excellent <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like the movie that I always think of at at the same time uh, as uh, Frankie is, Corey the truth, which had a similar like, Sure. <laughs> everyone was like, whoa, like Ethan Hawke, you know, Julia Binoche, uh Catherine Deneuve, and the, the Corey movie after Shoplifters. And then like, no one saw mm-hmm. it. Uh, That's another one
3: of those. Yeah. It's sure. just
0: like, how did this like all go wrong? There's got to be something here.
3: I saw the truth at TIFF, yeah. sure. And the day after I saw it, I at the light box. I look over and I see Coriata in the line for his own movie. Just like <laughs> you can tell, he's like looking around at people, <laughs> trying to gauge what their vi- what his audience's vibe is gonna be. And I was like, I. I was like looking around right. for someone to maybe right. like, Coriata's in the line entrar. for his own movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Just like I the mean, rest
4: of- there is a. Di- I mean, he has. I- I've seen his movies very intermittently, but like, he has made many more bad or mediocre movies than Sacks. Sure. I feel like it was not weird that he did that movie and it didn't think, work, whereas.
0: Sure. Just like at that time, I, like I see like, what you
4: mean, where like he was Hawk coming off the big First thing. Basically. Sure, yeah. Like
0: everyone was primed. Yeah, it um, was.
4: It was set up to be more. It, it it was set up as like this could have been huge in a similar way, but like it's much easier for me to believe sure. that movie is bad than it was for me to believe Frankie is bad, even though sure.
3: I let that fall by the wayside as well. Yeah. You make as many movies as Coriata makes, and you're going to make some movies. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Is
0: for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I mean, unless we have any final thoughts on Iris Axe or Frankie. Um, uh,
3: when I saw this, I saw it at TIFF, and I uh, interviewed Iris Axe. It was sure. the first interview I had ever done. I wow. was wow. shitting bullets, sure. and I was so stressed because. Yeah. Uh, Generally, strangers stress me sure, out. Yeah, but, sure. uh, <laughs> strangers whose work right. I am very familiar mm-hmm. with and admire a great deal yeah. stress me out. And then strangers who are disarmingly handsome sure. <laughs> also stress me out. Uh, could not be a lovelier man. Mm. Uh, could not, uh, because it was my first interview, so it was bad. Sure, right, um, sure. Could not have been a lovelier man where, you know... I was trying to like throw out uh, references, uh-huh. ideas of where he might have been coming with, and he so politely shot them down sure. um, <laughs> in a wonderful, uh, charming way that will forever have uh, my allegiance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did he did he like seem affected by
4: what the reception of the movie was or did it was it just like easy for him to talk about the movie?
3: Uh he, it, he, it seemed really easy for him to talk about. I mean uh I, we didn't really get into the can sure. reception for it. Sure. I mean he'd I was I'm trying to think of what the last movie he would have shown at TIFF was. It might have actually been Married Life. So I'm sure he was just happy to be back Mm -hmm. there. uh, Presumably, on paper, I would say a TIFF crowd is maybe more uh, open to this movie than a uh, can competition crowd.
4: Um, I mean, I'm sure it would have been affected by, again, even more by who showed up, which I don't remember what the... It might I'm pretty just sure the both Uppair and oh, okay. uh, Tomei both showed okay. up for it. Then um, I'm sure that helped it a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I'm now like, I wonder what I saw instead of Frankie. I bet sure. all those things I had in the slats were... Many of them were less good, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say,
2: I uh, I, I got the, the Love is Strange Blu-ray from the library to watch it, because it's not on streaming right now. Uh, and I did watch it has like a little it has a more robust special features selection than I thought it might for a you know an independent movie release. But they have mm-hmm. like a you know they have like a twenty minute behind the scenes featurette. Um where I really enjoyed he talked a lot about like what was different about that movie for him and how like having his camera like more invade the space of the actors was like really important to him in that movie and all and all that sort of thing. And then the thing I also really enjoyed John Lithgow talked about his process and how John Lithgow was like I like to rehearse things, and Ira likes to do that all on camera and, like, try to capture Mm -hmm. it on camera. And, like, and he was, like, it wasn't a bad experience. It's not the way that I, like, prefer to work or whatever. And it was interesting to hear him talk about how that process, like, how it, 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 it did sort of paint a picture of, like, what his process was. And especially, like, as someone who... Works so frequently with young performers and gets great work out of them. Mm-hmm. You can see how that style maybe would would lend itself. Yeah, uh, that style of filmmaking would lend itself to getting those great performances out of young actors.
4: Rehearsing um, is an interesting thing to talk with directors. I feel like it often yeah. comes up when I'm interviewing a director because it is like it is dras a dr- like drastically different ways of working with actors that like clearly causes problems like it i that w- wasn't that what the julianne Moore can you ever forgive me problem was was that she doesn't like rehearsing and but like i've definitely i know she does
3: not like rehearsing yeah
4: i feel like that I, that was Heard what more? part of that problem was Wow, more. She does not. yeah
3: and so, yeah, I don't she know. She also wanted a fat suit. <laughs> yeah.
4: There's That's really that. funny. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> there, were, there may be a few problems. But it is, yeah. like, it is like, <laughs> I hear directors who are like, god. I have to do a bunch of rehearsing so that things can come out when the camera's actually on. And then I hear directors who are like, oh, I don't like to rehearse at all
3: so that things can come out when the camera's on. It's very interesting. Yeah. I believe Ira Sachs has said that about Rachel McAdams is that like she oh, needs to rehearse because like that's her process to like mm-hmm. get there. Sure. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Um and it is interesting I, I guess I do want to mention also where his like where his sense of place is cuz like so many of his movies are New York movies especially of late like in mm-hmm. like very much in like the worlds that he occupies where it is like about creative people and that sort of thing, and then Great. Frankie is set in Portugal, and I don't think we mentioned his co-writer since uh, "Keep the Lights On," uh, Mauricio Zacharias is is Brazilian, so I wonder if if like that's part of the reason that like they chose Portugal is that he he maybe has some, you know, his, his tie to, to Portugal as being being from Brazil. I think I, uh,
0: I I saw a quote uh, from Sex where he was talking about strong influence from Satyajit uh, ray films and that yes. uh i think the delta especially is inspired or maybe a different earlier one um is inspired by something and then uh that when it, the story of like how frankie came to be is that Isabella pair saw love is strange and liked it so much that she like cold emailed sex and was like mm-hmm. i want to do a movie with you and he had seen this Satyajit you uh uh, Jit ray film where uh he uh it was about like a family going up to the himalayas to sort of have this uh meeting of uh like where the one of them was dying in a similar way to frankie and he was like this is what we'll do we'll go somewhere me and hubert and we'll fill it out with the other people
1: yeah my read on mm-hmm. it, it i feel it like mm-hmm. to me seems to be we were like I think Portugal is just a popular destination for Europeans. Like it is like a vacation spot sure, for yeah. Europeans and given the cast, I think it just seemed like a natural place to put that sort yeah. of
0: movie. A a French actress who's sure. famous for a nun thing. <laughs> the Vatican <laughs> tapes or whatever. Vatican five. I wanna watch files, that fucking yeah. Vatican
3: show. <laughs> it's so, so I, have, I, just, I have done like CBS. I have yeah.
4: found out what I saw instead of Frankie cuz it only played twice for the public which I wasn't pressed that year. Uh and the second one was after I'd left so it would have had to have been the evening of 11th uh of the 11th which is of course at the exact same time that we were seeing
0: waves with the weekend.
4: Wow. <laughs> That's right the weekend set right in front
3: of this during waves.
0: That's it's, crazy. Right. What an excellent choice. he probably get inspired for the idol
3: at that screening. Mm. Well, they're, Are they making a movie together now?
0: Oh, Edward Trader Tr- 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 Yeah. Probably.
3: Wow, I'm coming to you live from the future where uh, reviews have dropped for the <laughs> idol saying it's...
1: A piece of shit? Wow. Very influenced by waves, then. (laughs) This is something I've only shared in the (laughs) group chat, but the idol is the first thing that will have a press greeting while I am at Cannes.
3: (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Listen. (laughs) Sleep in. Or find out what the idol's like. Confirm that it is bad. (laughs) Eli Roth is in it. How bad could it be? He is? Jesus. Yeah. And Dan Levy and Rachel Sinatra. It's too funny to fail. Mm,
3: that's not let <laughs> Le Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And then, of course, uh, after that screening, many of us rolled into the, the added Parasite screening, uh, and we were joined by Lucas Hedges for that screening. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah.
3: husband sat directly behind Lucas Hedges. Wow. I
1: was yeah. just asleep for a lot oh. of that. Sure, the classic. Right. They were <laughs> right. You did not sleep through Parasite. I, I did a triple feature at the Scotia Bank that was a Hidden Life, Waves, and then Parasite, and then oh uh, wow, just do, that's a lot of movies. Three, yeah, three draining <laughs> yeah, movies do, for sure. That do, is do a timing. lot. Just like purely a coincidence of the time, Waves is the only movie I completely stayed awake for. <laughs> <laughs> also because yeah. it's like obviously the loudest of those films. Yeah, it's should be
4: hardest to fall asleep Certainly, during waves. Yeah. It's crazy exactly. you didn't sleep through
0: a hidden life. I, I did like I f-
1: a no, blanket for the first hour of a hidden life, and then managed to <laughs> sure. enjoy the last two hours. Oh yes, I see. Yes, I see. I see. It's a
0: cinematic <laughs> hammock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. You uh, any uh, good falling asleep at TIFF movies, Chris, or do you always stay awake through them?
3: Have I fallen asleep? I don't. I don't. Think I think feel like I... I've
2: heard you talk about, like, you know your limits really well of, like, what
3: mm-hmm. timing, I do know my timings limits, are good sure. for
2: you for seeing me and,
3: and, like, I I plan strategically, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I know on Tuesday I am going to be crashing by uh-huh. 4 p.m. Yeah. Um, this past year, though, I was yeah. running on something. I, I <laughs> yeah. stored up all my energy during COVID, not getting to go, but and yeah. I was great at all points. I don't think I've actually fallen asleep. Sleep sure. that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm also a morning person and I tend to stack my mornings. Sure. Yeah, so. that
4: that 2019 year was also really rough for me and then I, I, I very much locked in what worked for me last year and mostly in I 2021 mean, I, was I went
1: as well. Because I think that was also maybe after today where I like, I saw oh God, what's that Asayas movie called? I always forget. Uh... Oh, so I saw uh, Wasp Wasp Network Network. oh, oh, yeah! Right, <laughs> Netflix another,
4: <laughs> original. Yeah, another wow. one of I these Netflix types Network. of like, no one yeah. saw this movie. Yeah, it
2: also, Wasp is kind of good. We've yeah. talked about it. it we yeah, did we, talk, we talk about, about it. 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 Yeah, at
1: like, what is now Toronto yeah. Metropolitan yeah. University, and then I ran to the uncut gems premiere.
2: Mm-hmm. right at which yeah. point you yeah. were like this is the greatest movie i've ever seen it was and then you saw it again yeah. that morning I mean, <laughs> it was
1: morning. really like a whole experience <laughs> of just like me running on fumes and then just like you know it's a real yeah. shot in the arm i think i've discovered that my problem yeah. with me at film festivals and falling asleep is that i i do this thing where it's like whenever i'm going on a trip i'm like i'm gonna be healthy now so i'm gonna drink a lot less coca-cola <laughs> and then i'm caffeine then i'm ca- then I'm like desperate for caffeine so I just fall asleep during anything because I just have no energy. See Well this is the thing is you're
4: you're close because I think you do have to be sort of healthy, but it's the opposite. Rather than cutting things out, it is just like you have to eat some vegetables. Yes. So that you yeah. feel kind of normal. always I mean Yeah.
1: But I think it's See, more like Yeah, I just unless, cut out like, everything on my life, so I eat nothing and I drink nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. What were you gonna say, Chris?
3: I'm not afraid of falling asleep at movies, especially at a festival. But like the thing of like, you don't drink coke; you just drink water the whole time. Yeah. I I will plan my day so I don't fall asleep at a movie. But if I have to pee in the middle of a movie, I'm gonna go pee. I mm-hmm. don't care what I'm seeing. Yeah. If I need to pee, I have to pee not for sure.
0: I um, I will use. I usually don't fall asleep at movies. It's happened a few times. Benedetta at New York. I fell asleep. Um, oh. And, uh... That, I, I kind of wish I fell asleep um, at that. What was that thing. Thing. Um, the, is it Will of yeah. the Wisp? Is that what that movie was called? Yeah. Uh, That's oh, a crazy oh, movie. That, like, sixty-five <laughs> like, minute it's like, yeah. like, so short. musical or whatever. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I get in, and it was, like, um, it was that super small screening room and the lightbox sure. uh, like, light uh-huh. four or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like... It's so small. Yeah, the uh, only room where that movie there screened. Uh, yes, it's it's a lot of like uh, the smaller stuff is there. Yeah, it was just like every wavelength movie screened yes, there the last year, stuff, and it's yes, where exactly. I saw all of them. Um, but I it was it happened to be like the second movie I was seeing in a four movie day, and I like found myself waking up and I was like I have no idea what is <laughs> happening in this movie, yeah. and uh, yeah, I just. I when I, um, as far as going to the bathroom, when I saw Annette in theaters, I was like, "Ooh, I gotta go to the bathroom," but I hold it because I'll hold it because I feel like the movie's almost over, and there was like ninety <laughs> minutes left, and, and there's a lot of water in the back half of that movie. <laughs> I,
4: I don't usually go to the bathroom during a movie, but during uh, Fabian going to the dogs, Whoa, I was like that. One. That yeah, that was a real.
3: There's no waiting till the end of that movie. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, holding it, and then there's sometimes, like, you know... Uh, fuck it! This movie is bad. If I have to <laughs> yeah. pee, I I peed three times during László Lamesh's Sunset. was like I hate this! Right. I am going yeah, to pee I've, the second I need. I've to I probably said this on the podcast, but
4: I during midsummer not even peed. Went up to get a drink of water. Yeah, you <laughs> refuel. Yeah, you refueled. <laughs> yeah. during a
1: movie. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go outside, go like get something to drink, slap myself in the face. Of times I just need to reset, which is this is like a crazy thing. Of the yeah. first year we went to TIFF, we knew somebody who was taking, was taking, <laughs> I was to mention this. Some <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> saw an elephant sitting still <laughs> and took like
3: nine smoke breaks here because it's like a six <laughs> yeah, hour yeah, movie or whatever. <laughs> um, to loop it back to Iris Axe, because okay. I just Great. remembered this. Absolutely. Uh, I forget what interview it was during Sundance or something, and they're talking to him about Adele Xeropoulos, and they're like, Yeah, so uh, this actress from Blue is the Warmest Color, and he's like, Never saw it. I yeah. saw her in <laughs> Justin Trier's Sybil. <laughs> sure. That's great, yeah. I love that he's just subtly like, who yeah. cares about blue is the warmest color? That's and good. he's right. Um, yeah, I
4: am. There is. I saw some French magazine did an article that I'd imagine hasn't been translated, but that is just "say do, and "aux uh, I eggs I don't think I even know how to say Adeleks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about blue is the warmest color ten years later, which I would imagine
0: is fascinating. How many times do you think Spielberg's rewatched since he, <laughs> you know, bestowed it with the palm that you <laughs> hear? Well, he also gave them the palm, so, you know. Of that, course. That was yeah. his hero just move. That... <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Have what? you guys seen... Has anybody on this call seen Sybil? No, no seen Trey I Trey, want Sibyl? to. We, we i am certainly about Curious recently. about the new one. It's yeah. on Tubi. Well, you that's... gotta see it for Sandra Huler. Sandra Huler is sure. so funny in this movie. Ooh, She's just good. like... She is she is fully acting in a drama, but mm-hmm. she is just like ninety five percent of her dialogue is her rattling off insults about uh, the other characters <laughs> yeah. that are around her. Mm-hmm. She's spectacular, spectacular, and she's
4: the lead of the new tree, the eh? new one, which yes. it should be fun.
3: Yeah,
4: and um, I mean it's it's a big year for her because she's the lead of the one of the leads of the, the glazer. glazer too. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I think with that. Should we move into uh, special presentations? Sure. Let's the section that Frankie played in it, Tiff. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, Andy, do you have one to kick us off?
2: Uh, sure. I think this is the week where I'm finally going to talk about Mrs. Davis. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> 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 uh, Mrs. Davis is so fun to watch. It's like it really does sort of zip around of from like storytelling to style to storytelling style and like. Uh, tone to tone, like it's really all over the place in the best way. And the thing I really do love about it is how much you can tell it is co-created by someone who worked on the Big Bang Theory, like how much there is like a sitcom silliness at its heart uh, and like the way that the characters move through the world and interact with things and react to things while also having like the lavish production of a prestige streamer series, limited series or whatever uh i really just like it's so exciting i think um uh so many people are great on it obviously um you know uh elizabeth marvel i think is specifically as as um simone's mom i think is like giving a really really fantastically fun performance uh the world is the, the world of it is just really crazy i think it really is like and it's been really fun. Like the, fi- the f- final episode will be out, I believe, as this episode drops, but we haven't, I haven't seen it yet because it is, uh, we're recording it before that. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Betty Gilpin, Jake McDormand, toppolis Diamantopoulos uh, doing a delightful uh, Australian accent, Katya Herbers, like all these like really great people, like having really fun, doing really fun performances. I think it's really excellent and World with your time and, and, and,
0: and I love it. Mrs. Davis on Beacock. Great.
1: Emilio, do you have one? Do I have one? That's an interesting question. Uh, we you come, come back, back to, you. to me. Let me figure something out. Uh,
0: Jesse? <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, I saw Dungeons & Dragons yesterday, which is not my special presentation because it's not very good. Uh, but the Ooh. thing people were saying that got me to watch it was like, oh, it's actually an interesting adaptation, which is sort of true, but the problem with that, of course, is that uh, Dungeons & Dragons is not a very good tabletop role-playing game. Uh, So my special presentation is play a tabletop role-playing game that isn't Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) Get into (laughs) GURPS. No. uh, I mean, if I were going to name one, I would say Die is an interesting one that I played with a friend recently. Yeah, no. Don't go. More rules. Go. Less rules.
0: <laughs> um, I'll go and say uh, Succession season four, episode three. <laughs> oh, I haven't really? finished it yet. I haven't Jesus finished Christ it yet. <laughs> yet you had to take several smoke breaks. <laughs> uh, I mean. I think it's one of the best episodes of the show. Oh, really? And, yeah, is mean, <laughs> it? And my I think you and, got an even better episode ahead. To I'm, be excited, I'm excited. I'm uh, excited. And I think this is what uh, tipped into my mind that Succession is borderline 40 hour movie territory. I'm not going to say <laughs> that it is definitively, but as I was catching up with the fourth season, I was like. It's all just been one long story. <laughs> just, and uh, it's it's great. I'm excited to see how the episode ends. Yeah. Amelia. Uh,
1: <laughs> my poke for this week is going to be the sport of ice hockey, which I have been getting into recently. <laughs> I, uh, you, Yeah, my, my Edmonton Oilers. They're playing right now as we're recording. They're up to one on the Golden Knights. Go Oilers. Uh yeah, I've been into a lot of sports for a lot of my life, but I had not gotten into hockey and somehow right now I've found myself an into hockey. Uh I don't know if I plugged the goon last week. Is that what I no, I plugged some You did. I yeah. or maybe oh, next yeah, week. Yeah. Based on right. how we recorded these. <laughs> <So laughs> one of these weeks I plugged Goon, I watched the second Goon movie, Last of the Enforcers, and it's less good, but uh Lief Schreiber is in it and he has a very <laughs> good haircut in it. And he's one of our finest actors and ice hockey is good. Go oilers. <laughs>
3: Great. Chris? Uh, My special presentation is the motion picture Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Yeah, baby! (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, baby. We never should have stopped quoting this movie. We should have stopped quoting it long enough... For um, annoying teachers and uh, weird uncles to stop quoting mm-hmm. it, and then as soon as they stop, we should start back in. <laughs> it is a perfect comedy. Wow. It is uh, it it it, ha- it harnesses the power to cure uh, many ills. I uh, loved it. I watched it stoned. It is. We need to bring back the type of monoculture that a person can just do a character that is very loud and everyone laughs at it and quotes it yep. and it makes people happy. Um, uh, Chris, have you seen Dirty Grandpa? <laughs> I, feel, I have not seen Dirty I Grandpa. I feel like if you
0: approach Dirty so Grandpa good. unrated in the same way you approach Austin Powers, there's no way you don't have a good time. Absolutely. 100%. Perfect movie. <laughs> um it's a bold recommendation because if it goes wrong it goes really wrong but yeah, the, if it goes I mean, right it goes really the, right the
4: thing that has to be said about dirty grandpa is that it is He's really the dirty on- well that but also it is the only functional argument that uh the woke mind virus has gone too far <laughs>
3: Oh. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Austin Powers, though, I yeah. will say, you know, not to not to be the buzzkill here, sure. but if you watch it, it's politics hold up <laughs> sure. uh, for the most part. Um,
1: sure. And uh, Mindy e. Sterling as Frau
3: Farbissena, <laughs> highly underrated yeah, uh, character comedy performance. Great yellow. Um, great. Um, <laughs> the monologue at the group therapy session where Dr. Mm-hmm. Evil explains his uh, the origins of his childhood mm-hmm. is classic comedy. Um, yeah, good movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So one's your fave? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean... The other two, you know, they're just kind of buying into the Kool Aid of people who loved it. I immediately was texting like three friends watch- after I watched the movie last night. Stoned out of my mind, but we need the type of monoculture that's like Austin Powers branded inflatable s- yes. chairs. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was Austin Powers. Yeah. Like, we had uh, we had
2: just like a little box. That had Austin Powers on it in my house. And it was just a box. No, it was a button. It was an Austin Powers button (laughs) where you could just click. That said, yeah, baby. yeah, baby. (laughs) Crikey, I lost my mojo. I did two other things. Like, oh, behave and one other thing. And, like, each corner or whatever. Or, or, like, the top of his head, the bottom of his shoulder, whatever. Like... (laughs) That was, like, a thing that we, like, we, we owned and were so delighted by, and we would press often. Like, we would press one of those buttons often. Was, you know, a shitty speaker record. Like, it's not good quality yeah. sound,
0: but, like, that's what we need back. It's Absolutely enough. Right,
4: yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Well. Great movie. Yeah. Gold Mirror was the first one I saw,
3: mm-hmm. so it'll always hold a special place in my he heart. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and I think with my whole fucking family went to see Goldmember. We had a whole row at the theater mm-hmm. to see Goldmember. Why can't we have good things? Yeah. Again?
0: <laughs> they, yeah Listen, they no to make- one
3: watched the Pentaverate, and this is hey, yeah. I guess it's our fault.
0: <laughs> right, yes. Um. Well, I think with that. Yes. Chris, thank you so much, Chris, for being you. on again mm-hmm. to talk about Frank. A real pleasure. Mm-hmm. I, I
3: felt so blessed to be able to come and talk this movie. Not only when I thought I get to finally, you know, defend this movie. Yeah. I get to be mm-hmm. I get to be this movie's fan, but
1: then, you
3: know, <laughs> fandom. And Emilio, you count as a fan of this movie because you didn't think it was dog shit like everyone else.
1: I, I will say I am very <laughs> generous to European films on this podcast because I have a f- deep fear of seeming stupid. So <laughs> and this is like a great impression of all those european
0: films. Um,
2: um obviously uh, people should listen to this head Oscar buzz especially right now in a very important uh, main may mini series uh, that is happening yes. right yeah. now. Yeah. We're going a little crazy.
3: In May, we usually do like an isolated Mm -hmm. theme month for like a mini series. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one, we're going fully off the Mm -hmm. grid, and we're just doing a month long list of 100 Oscar snubs that we think are either historic or just you know personal canon. We feel like throwing them in there, but uh, we're having fun being really stupid. And then otherwise, we talk about failed awards bait movies. yeah, it's, we have a good time on this. Had Oscar buzz. It's been great. It's been so uh, yeah.
2: delightful to have a uh, to know that like every episode is going to be two and a half hours this month. That's just great. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, no. the final the final
3: one, part five, is over three. Great, perfect, um, love
2: yeah. it. And I will say, yeah, this the in the se- in the second one, I really did like. Was so excited when uh, when Joe uh, shouted out uh, every little step because I do love that movie a lot. Um,
3: good movie, yeah. fun movie. Yeah,
0: have there been any uh, big highlights in your research of Oscar snubs? No spoilers, obviously, for the future. Oh, the list, uh, I but, mean... Uh, you did watch for a like, bunch some of stuff of mine for that
3: it, I... right? Like, for the, for, the, for the month to... I mean, we, we uh, kind of prepared for it going a little crazy. Yeah. It, we said we were going to both do 50 and then whatever, like, guests we wanted to mention, because right. we wanted to make it as, like, silly sure. as possible, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, we have a guest coming in to give something, right. whatever. And... Uh, it was really hard to come up with only mm-hmm. 50, because yes. when I felt like I had just scratched the surface, my list was at, like, 200, yeah. my personal <laughs> list, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it's just kind of curating it to be, you know, true, genuine, widely talked about uh, snubs, things that we feel like we just want to put in there, you know, to be, like... Cause it's our list, you yes, know. It's, yeah. uh, we're making it's our show. We want to do, uh, shit like me saying, "Uh, and don't let go" is one of the greatest Oscar snubs for best original song. Whatever, you wow. know. We want it to feel definitively yeah.
1: ours. I, I mean, I, yeah.
3: I uh, I, I will say episode three. Well, episode three comes out tomorrow, as of airing. Right. I think that's the one where we have we both have uh, maybe some controversial choices. Wow. Uh. So yeah. uh, I've also been out.
1: listening, and I've been Great. enjoying. Even as a person who's like, I rarely think of having snubs at the Oscars because, like, my entire relationship with liking the Oscars at all is just being like, these are just this is just a collection of weird people with weird t- tastes, and I just enjoy seeing where that goes. But I, I've just yeah. enjoyed listening to yeah. you talk about all the movies, and you have a very, I really commend you for having a very, what is a key. Thing in talking about snubs for me, which is that you have to say what you would take out. I do think that it that it is like yeah. should be part of every mm-hmm. discussion of snubs. Like you, you need to cut yeah. things. One's gotta go. There can't be thirty-five top. Yeah, 10 and uh, we have
3: some repeat offenders that uh, we're removing multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. So uh, stick around for that. I guess That's like,
1: great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I, I, no, wait, I was just so. like I, I w- did try to think of like if I had an Oscar snub at all, like what what, what would I say? And I guess the only one I came up with is that in 2019, Detective Pikachu should have been nominated for Best Visual Effects, and that it—that's a, a good that call. Yeah. That's a
3: good call. The only Get time I've yeah. been mad, I think. Right. I only have one visual effects call, and I almost did two because I wanted to get Speed Racer in there, mm. mostly because I wanted to make Joe's head explode sure. yeah. and I wanted to make him mad at me uh-huh. on Mike because yeah. I think that's a fun thing to do. Uh, but Always. it it just didn't make the list. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I love Speed Racer. Are we pro Speed Racer on this of podcast? Course, course. I forget. Are we pro I Speed, r- not, speed but, You know, I haven't seen it as an adult. So yeah. I, I, yeah,
4: Andy's.
0: Anti most, uh, yeah, I'm not into the Wachowskis, unfortunately. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. glad. I'm
2: glad you all have it. I'm glad you all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, Thanks. Okay, I'm glad um, I have to have your permission.
1: <laughs> yeah. Naughty! <Not even>, uh, <laughs> what? That's not what that was. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Come well,
0: on. yeah. So, uh, uh, the podcast is this hot Oscar buzz, and then your Twitter, Chris. I mean. Like uh you can there. find me
3: on Twitter and Letterbox at Chris V File. That's F E I L.
0: Great. And then for us, we're on Twitter at Can I Kick It and Letterbox and Instagram at C I K I Pod. Uh, Jesse always loves when I mention that we're on TikTok at Can I <laughs> Ticket. Yeah. Still, Amelia's uh, going to be. <laughs> Amelia's going to be lit, be lit up. up on, it is about can. to finally yeah.
2: be functional again for the first time in several <laughs> years. Apparently. Yeah. When Amelia um, uh, does live TikToks from Canada. From live? or, or will th- see that. I don't yeah. know. I don't do think you, that's, can that's can how TikTok works. I don't Is that think possible? So. You can
0: do, like, a live stream on TikTok. I sure. don't think it's called a live TikTok, though. No, <laughs> beside the point. All right. Um, <laughs> if you want to email us, you can do so at canikickipod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to donate any money to us, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash i. Our theme song is by Tree Related, who's on Spotify and SoundCloud at Tree Related. I am on Twitter at Clatchley. Andy's Andy T. Germ. Emilio's I'm Laugh Alone. And Jesse is JCP Glickweber with two B's.
4: And with that, I will release our audience.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.